Hi, welcome to The Authentic Existence with Katie and Lori. Hey. Welcome back. We just found out that our recording app does something cool. Yeah. It does a countdown. We did not know that. That was really awesome. (laughs) I was like, oh, what is that? We've been counting down ourselves. (laughs) Yeah. So how long has it been? Has it been two weeks or just one week of not? We missed one week of recording. Because of Mardi Gras. Because of Mardi Gras. (laughs) Which is, you know, it's understandable. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of a busy time for uh, us people down here in, in New Orleans. So we make a lot of time for our revelry. Yes. And so today we're coming back to you guys um, off of attachment, human connections, attachment styles, and we wanted to discuss boundaries and apologies. And right before we hit record, we were talking about which one comes first. Do you place your boundaries and then have people follow along in that uh, direction? And if they cross the boundaries, then they apologize. Or is it you're not an apologizer and so now i have to place boundaries with this person so we said it's like what comes first the chicken or the egg yeah, that's it so mm-hmm. they kind of just roll into one another forever so um one of the things i wanted to talk about today was the types of boundaries that you can have there are seven types of boundaries um, mental emotional material internal conversational physical and time So obviously each of those we could delve more deeply into. Um, So your mental boundaries would mean the freedom you have over your own thoughts, values, and opinions. So a way that you can honor someone's boundary, so we also have those tidbits, is I respect your perspective, although I do not agree. And I feel like everyone in our world has gotten to experience that since 2020. We had, you know, massive things happen in and all around us. since the pandemic happened and I've had to use this phrase often I respect your perspective how although I do I don't agree I do not agree however you want to word that do you think that a lot of people receive that because I don't it doesn't matter if they received it No, no no what I'm saying is I don't think a lot of people have that outlook is what I'm saying okay I think especially like in the world of social media Mm -hmm. there's so many people coming to the stage with just their side Mm -hmm. and they're so yeah they don't even have that ability to say i respect your yeah so what what happens is when i would see this interaction going down where i knew that i needed to use this boundary then i'm knowing where to put these people so i'm no longer gonna have certain conversations certain interactions you're not going to give this person a lot of my time or my energy. Right, because so you're using this yes. as your boundary saying, yes. I can respect that, but I don't agree. And maybe we shouldn't move forward in talking Precisely. anymore about Precisely. And that's what boundaries are. Yeah. Boundaries allow you a, a safe place to say, this is this is not safe for me. Uh, this is not safe for my mental well-being. So I'm just going to not have you inside of that space. Right. And if we already know we're not going to come to any type of respectable agreement, then we could just. Hey, you do you over there. (laughs) Have a good day. Yes. Yes. So the next one I mentioned was emotional boundaries. So these are, are how emotionally available you are to others. So you and I do a really good job of this. So Katie will text me and ask me like, hey. Do you have space for this this thing I need to put down? Or I'll send you like a really, really heavy TikTok and I'll be like, watch us when you have time to commit to how mentally draining this might be. Right. 
So that's the exact thing that this is saying, but it's the opposite. So when this is crossed, you say, as much as I want to support you right now, I don't have the emotional capacity to do so. So that could be my response yeah. if I was in that space. And that's still me letting you down. Be like, hey, look, I, I would love to support you here, but I just don't have it right now. My cups are all right. empty. Kind of like, have enough on my plate right. like for my own mental load. I can barely carry that, Yeah, much less. And because we care about each other, it's not like it's not going to be added to the plate. Right. You know what I'm saying? We're going to get and it so, at some point. Yeah. It's just not right now. Right. It's like, hey, let me get some of these peas off first. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Let me clear some space yes. for you before you put the mashed potatoes on there. Yeah. Heavy. So material boundaries are monetary decisions, giving or lending to others. So mm -hmm. a way that you can stop that is say, I already lent you money last week. So not again right now. So if you know that this person is someone who habitually goes through and says, I need, I need $10. Right. I have kids like that. But yeah. I, I don't know if they fully, yeah, they don't, they do fully count right here. But then, you know, that's weird. Yeah. Your kids. Just, I goes, do have some people in my, my space that I absolutely know I would not. Um, right. Loan the money. Loan money. And then there's some that I would take out a personal loan for. Right. And say, come on, we can figure this out. Right. Right. Yeah. No, that's true. So that's another way of setting that boundary and, and owning that boundary. The next one is internal. So that's boundaries you have within yourself. There's self-regulation, self energy expended on self versus others. So that's like the whole, I've people too much for mm -hmm. the week. No. <laughs> I was about to say, <laughs> I'm really learning about those. and Right. I've been social all week. I need the weekend for myself, which is totally okay. Like, yeah. look, I have Mardi Gras out. Yes. I do not want to see another parade or hear Mardi Gras Mambo again <laughs> for a year. Like, I'm right. good there. And then, look, I only went to two parades, one with my youngest and one with our friend who came in town from Tampa. And we went to Bacchus, and we stayed out on Bourbon until a very late time, like way past my bedtime. And the next morning... I felt like I was dying. Yeah. And she's like, so what time do you have to go get the kids? You want to go eat? And I was like, no, I want to stay home for five days. That's right. Or maybe a month. Yes. I might need a month. <laughs> so we did because we all Bacchus together yes. on Sunday night. And Monday was like a day of rest. Yes. It's Lundi Gras. We have a day to recharge because Tuesday comes quickly and it's Mardi Gras. So we need to conserve and recuperate. I knew yeah. my feet were screaming. Mine too, and we myself. were wearing tennis shoes. But I was holding myself up on a ladder. Oh, yeah, And that's, using, that's like, true. leg muscles that were uh -huh. not necessary. It was a lot. So I needed to just chill. Yeah. So we did, and I'm glad for that. So the next boundary we can talk about is conversational. So this kind of feeds back into that mental, like, I respect your perspective, although I, I don't agree. So this is a, an outright, like, no. Topics that you feel topics that you do and do not feel comfortable discussing i would rather not be a part of this conversation so that's like if someone asks you something that's you know deeply personal that doesn't fit you know like read the room yeah. like you don't ask someone like hey um you just met him how many times you've been married really uh, you can't ask that i don't know i think it's like sometimes it's like if it leads into the conversation right, that way right. but not like out the gate like Right, right past what's your name right you know or something like uh, um like your your sexual preference yeah things like that or your uh are you a virgin you know things things like that like yeah that might not be that's i've had someone who wasn't really in my circle or someone who would need to know details about something ask me and i was like that's not really for us to talk about 
Right. That's not. We're really... not in that space. Yeah. So again, read the room. Like, know, yeah. know your level of connection to this person, and then also ask, like, hey, I have something that's a little, little personal. Personal. Like, do you to mind ask me you. asking? Right. And then you could say, yeah, that is too personal. I'm not comfortable. And like, maybe not right now. If there's other people around, and you don't want it to be like everybody's yeah. business, maybe there's something like we take this to a, a different environment and ask those kind of questions. I think that applies there. Yeah. Um, the next one is physical. And this is huge. This is huge because uh, we're women and we need to have firm boundaries, even though, uh, yeah, we're women. We need to have firm boundaries on physical. So that's privacy, personal space, and your physical body. Uh, the quote underneath here is, I prefer not to hug people I don't know. So I know typically. This is a big one. <laughs> it is. Because we're, I think, I think because we're so s- Southern like hugging and kissing on the cheek is like such a natural salutation when you see people like, you know, in Europe, they kiss each other on the cheek. That's that was that is the way that you say hello to them. If you don't do that, they're like, right, they're offended, like these cold people. Yeah. So I think it's just gauge it on what you're actually personally feeling. And then sometimes it's just I want to hug some people, but not all people. Some people give me a vibe where I'm like, "Mm, don't want to touch my body to your body. That's kind of weird. So I think that applies there too. But then again, you know, we talk about like, um, we could get into a lot of things here with There's some people who don't like physical contact at all. Like even a hand on the shoulder. Right. And one of my daughters is like that. And she will tell you, I don't like to be touched. And people who don't understand that, they're just, they're so offended. And it's like, you have to understand this isn't about you. Right. This is about me. Correct. My boundary of what I want and I deem acceptable for me. You can have your feelings about it, mm-hmm. but that doesn't mean that you get to overstep my boundary. No, my autonomy is mine. Right. And your autonomy is yours. And I'm sure that person has some cases where they refused or rebuked some sort of physical touch. So maybe they shouldn't be so offended to just reflect. Or maybe they didn't because they were taught not to. And so that's what they expect too. True that. We've taught our kids, look, if you don't want to hug your grandpa or your grandma or give them a kiss goodbye, you don't have to. Just wave. Do whatever you feel comfortable doing. And we've had to teach those people how to move within our boundaries. Right. Right. Perfect example. The next one is time. How much time you spend with someone or doing something. So that's that's another thing that I think Southerners have an issue with. Like you always have that like, when do we leave the party? You know, and there's like this meme that says as soon as somebody slaps their hands to their thighs, says, well, that's your cue to go. It's been a good one. <laughs> so that's someone saying like, hey, I can come, but I can only stay for 30 minutes. Yeah. And that might also have something to do with that uh, internal boundary. Like, look, I have enough energy to do yeah. your cocktail party for one hour because then I have to people with all these people that are there and I can give I can give one hour to this event and then that's it. I need to go back and recharge. Yeah. Or I and that come. does help. That helps you hold your own boundary when you've made your boundary clear to others. Yeah, hey, I already let you know and I don't have to worry about in my head. Oh, are they going to feel upset if I leave early or if I can't make it? And, you know, as a, an overcoming people pleaser, yeah, that is a thing that I've had to, you know, I've had to learn. <laughs> yeah. I think setting the expectation beforehand yes. is very important, especially yeah. for, for that one. Or even for like physical touch too. Like if you see someone coming at you with their arms, be like, hey, look, I'm not really a hugger. Yeah. You know, 
that's that. It's, it sets sound, it like, like yeah, whatever. Let's, yeah, come up with some this. other kind of something right. that you are comfortable with and right. then offer that. That's right. Yeah. So and that, I think that'll apply for any of any of those boundaries. But it's important to have them. It keeps you safe. It keeps you regulated. It keeps you. Does it have that one? Well, yeah, but I didn't want to go down that path. So Katie just raised up a piece of paper that says in physical boundaries, there's sexual boundaries. And yes, when I was going there, I was definitely alluding to uh, like sexual violence against women. And even though we may have those boundaries, we ha- we need other people to have boundaries within themselves yes. to n- not commit those acts against yeah. other people. So that was something that I feel like that's a whole well, there's, there's, podcast thing. There's the sexual violence aspect and then also just this kind of holds hands with the internal mm-hmm. is – knowing your own boundaries when it comes to your sexuality in in all facets of it and then um being able to hold them for yourself right so you're meaning like if you're in a situation with a person Mm -hmm. and you have these boundaries like i will not do x y and z unless i am in this deeply committed relationship or we're married or whatever the precursor whatever the boundary is right so yeah and i agree with you there and I, I was taking it to a, a, a whole. Well, yeah, I mean, the other and you're right. There is a whole podcast to have of that conversation, too. Yes. And I think I want to have a, a, a fella on while we do that one so we can discuss, you know, what they think people like themselves can bring to the table to help other people who commit those things right. against women. How can it's, they help? It's a team effort of make accountability. Change. Yes, accountability is coming up when we talk about apologies. <laughs> so now's a good time. We're going to take a little breakity break, and uh, we'll be back in a few minutes with you guys. Okay, bye. <laughs> hey, we're back. This part of the episode is brought to you by the Lawnscape Guy. That is the Lawnscape Guy. He's at the Lawnscape Guy LLC dot com. His phone number is 504-256-9959. Call him for all of your driveway grading, rock, and limestone services. The Lawnscape Guy. All right, and we're back with Boundaries and Apologies is our episode today. And we talked about the types of boundaries and verbiage, things that you can say in order to reinforce those boundaries or just, you know, have those in the forefront but I wanted to come back and talk about benefits of setting those boundaries so um, obviously it wards off burnout you know if you're putting time your time boundaries out there you have improved emotional health so that's like that one you know if I don't have any room on my plate there's too many peas here that's keeping your emotional health secure and safe because you're not making all that space for everyone else's improved relationships that's a no-brainer. Like, hey, I'm not a touchy-feely person. That's not on me. So don't touchy-feely me or otherwise I won't want to hang out with you anymore. <laughs> Clear expectations for others. So it's just saying. I think that's the biggest one. Is yeah. By making it clear expectations for others and yourself. Yeah, for sure. It's in, it's insightful mm-hmm. because you know, like, okay, this does not feel good. So I'm going to set a boundary here. And then I'm going to communicate it to other people and say, this is my boundary. And then, hey, now you can't say, well, I didn't know. No, I did. I, I communicated that to you. I only had 30 minutes and you got me here for two hours or an hour and a half, whatever the case may be. Um, decreased stress. So you're not yeah. so stressed. And we talked about that with the time you're boundary. Not carrying thing. Right, I the don't, stuff that you don't have space for. Yeah, and I let them know the expectation. Look, I can only stay for 30 minutes. 
So don't expect me to stay anymore. Right. And I'm not stressed out. And about I guess when what? I leave. If they do expect that, that's on them. You need to check your expectations. Yeah. <laughs> Improved self-care capabilities. So like we talked about with um, needing to like unpeople yourself for a little mm-hmm. while. Look, I need to take time to withdraw and regroup and self-soothe, whatever you got to do. So that helps you there. Um, respect from others and you have more self-respect. So that's obviously a thing because if you have no boundaries, then nobody respects you because they're like, they right, just, just they don't follow me. Oh, we know. We know Katie will do it. Yeah. We know she'll show up. What a or, doormat. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then I can do anything to her and she <laughs> won't do anything back. Right. Yeah. We don't want that. And then the last is uh, it promotes autonomy, which we talked about with your daughter saying, look, don't I'm not a hugger. I don't like that. So she's protecting her own autonomy there. And I think that those are great uh, explanations for why boundaries are important and how they can impact and help you. And they really, really, really do. Like, it's not just a meme. It's not just talk. And and I can speak from personal experience. I never really had firm boundaries. I thought I had boundaries, but I didn't have firm ones. People that I loved, I would always bend over. I would change the boundary. I would shift the boundary. And now it's like, no, we're going to go with my initial, this is where I'm at. This is what I'm okay with. This is not what I'm okay with. And if you can't get in line, then you out. (laughs) Then you out. So this kind of leads into the accountability portion of um, apologies. So the four parts to accountability are self-reflection, apology, repair, and changed behavior. Mm. And so um, I love Brene Brown. I know that you do too, Katie. We are avid listeners to her podcast. It would be insane if she ever listened to ours. I would probably pee my pants. She will eventually. I like that. Thank you. That's yeah, a good way to put let's that. manifest Yes, that. Uh-huh. I like it. So from her um, podcast, she talks about the nine essential ingredients of a true apology. Mm. So when you're taking accountability. Nine? There's nine ingredients? Well, you know how she likes to really... <laughs> explain things yes no i love i and i, I love, love that, the explanations right? <laughs> so number one the essential ingredients of a true apology uh does not include the word but mm. no buts no ain't no buts about it i mean because you know what's that saying yeah. anything that comes before i'm sorry the word but, but you did this right i'm sorry for doing this but i was stressed out right yeah just like look <laughs> i was very stressed out i'm so sorry that i took it out on you right that's the right way According to Brene Brown. Mm-hmm. But I mean, yeah, I agree. Keeps the focus on your actions and not the other person's response. So it's just taking ownership and saying, hey, I'm really sorry that I crossed your boundary. I, If you've communicated to me, it must not have been on my mind, whatever the case may be. But it, it's all on me. And I really apologize from the bottom of my heart. And I won't do that again. I feel like that's a full apology. It includes an offer of reparation or restitution that fits the situation. I'm sorry. I won't do that again. I understand that it hurt your feelings, and I never want to do that. Right. More apologies. Um, doesn't overdo. So How you're do not, you overdo an apology? I, th- I think if you get too wordy-gurdy into your apology, it kind of dilutes it. Like, if you keep it to where you're like, look, I own it. I'm sorry. Here's what I'm doing to not do it again, and I'm making this promise to you that that this is what I'm working on. 
But I don't think you should go into this whole like, you know, well, my mom and dad never apologized <laughs> to me. So I didn't learn how to apologize. So I'm not really good at it, but I'm going to try to apologize. You know what I'm saying? Like when you start doing this whole tangent about it, it's like that. Does, now you're talking about you again. Right. <laughs> right. And you're the one that messed me over or, or ran over my boundary. Right. So yeah. I think it, it can get there. Think about a dude that apologized to you for something and it just was like, are you, are, is this an was apology? Was that even an apology? Are you just <laughs> talking about how you feel bad that you right. made me feel like shit? Or that I called you out or on Or that it. you got caught. Yeah. Yeah, that too. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't get caught up in who's more to blame or who started it. So regardless of whose boo it was, you're just going to be like, look, I apologize for the, the role that I played in this situation and I'm going to work not to do it again. Here's my plan, whatever the case may be. Right. Um, requires you to do your best to avoid a repeat performance. So that's changed behavior. And that's a huge one. Oh, that is the, I feel like that's the true essence of an apology. Like you can word me to death. You can word me and apologize all you want. None of that really. Right, because you can have a false apology that has all of those things. Sure. The core of is this true will be shown in the changed behavior or in the attempted change. Right. Like we're humans. We're not going to, you know, flip a switch and then we're healed and fixed and we no. know how to do everything. Sometimes you got to slip a couple times. Yeah. Yeah. You've done that before. <laughs> I'm still doing it. <laughs> Should not serve to silence. So like a true apology should not seek to serve silence. So like don't just go quiet after you apologize. You guys right. have to like reinvigorate the relationship and move past what's actually being apologized for which is like and a, that's usually how you can move past is with the apology yeah but some people that's that fake apology of like oh i'm sorry and then we don't talk anymore because now i don't want to have to face the that, reality that yeah. i'm supposed to have changed my behavior and i didn't right right yeah so i'm just gonna avoid you yeah yeah i apologize move on mm-hmm. <laughs> Shouldn't be offered to make you feel better if it risks making the hurt party feel worse. So again, that's another one where it's super wordy-gurdy and it's not really sincere and you're just saying sorry to say sorry. Say that one again. Should not be offered to make you feel better if it risks making the hurt party feel worse. So like if I went to or like if a man cheated on his wife. And he went to the wife and said, hey, I just wanted to let you know, 10 years ago I cheated on you, um, and I'm sorry. Yeah. Is that? Yeah. No. Yeah, that's exactly it. Cause like because now that, I've been living with this guilt. Yes. And now I'm going to give it to you. Offload it to you when it, you didn't even know that it existed. Ooh, that's. Would you want to know? No. I, I don't think know. I would want to know. Especially if it was 10 years right. ago, one time it was... Blah, blah, blah. Now, look, if you had like a five-year affair, then we're going to sure. have a problem. That's a different thing. But if yeah, it was like I think- a, yeah, I agree. Yeah, I have that same boundary where mm-hmm. I'm like, ah, 10 years ago. I don't want to know. Yeah. I was good this whole time yeah. without knowing. Yeah. And if it's just been on your conscience, then you got to live yeah, with that. Yeah, that's don't your put problem, it on bro. Me, bro. <laughs> yeah, because I'm going to leave. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> All right. Number nine says, does not ask the hurt party to do anything, not even to forgive. So you're not saying like, hey, I hope you'll forgive me for this. You're just saying, I'm sorry. This is what I did. This is what I'm doing to change. I hope that you can see the change in me eventually. So you're not asking like, would you please forgive you, me? Now, here's my apology. Now, do you accept That's it? That's right. I'm, we're on the clock here. I need you to hurry up and forgive me. <laughs> yeah. 
So I read this thing after reading that article about Brene Brown's apologies, and I was like, I have struggled in my own life accepting compliments. <clears throat> and I noticed that I have a hard time accepting apologies, like how I respond. Like sometimes I'm like, oh, it's okay. It's no big deal. But like what if it was a really big deal? Right. How do you accept an apology? Like what do you, you try say? to avoid the conflict? Of right. Like it's over. Okay. I see that you're sorry. But like how do I receive it? So there were some ways that I thought that were like really shitty ways. And I realized I saw myself on that list a lot. Like where, where people would apologize to me. And I'd be like, oh, don't worry about it. It's no big deal. Or like it's okay. I've already moved past it. I've already moved past it for me. But for them, they, they should have apologized. But right. I, I'm giving no kind of weight or credence to them apologizing to me because I'm just like, I don't want to I don't want to be in that inky spot. You know, it's like it feels yucky. I'm moving my body right it now. It feels like, vulnerable because then you have to go back to the maybe when they. So. And maybe I just like, look, I'm not I'm not I, I know what you did. I already put this over here. Yes. I put this on the shelf and yes. closed the closet door. Yes. And by you apologizing, now I, I now have it. to open it. Yeah. And then I have to sit with what made me feel like shit about it. Mm -hmm. And then I have to decide if I want to, you know, accept your apology right. or not. And maybe you got used to not getting apologies. And so you just put the shit up on the shelf and shut the door. That is highly I've likely. I've done that before. Not in this type of situation, yeah. but yeah. And that was the easiest way to deal with it because you knew you weren't going to get it. Right. And so you were just like, I don't expect this from anyone because guess what? I'm going to move on and I'm going to be fine regardless. Right. I know. I could tell by <laughs> <laughs> our interaction the other day. I say the other day. Um, when we had that picture thing and we were, and I, I said, Hey, no, you're right. You said something about being passive aggressive and I went and Googled it and I was like, then I looked at the conversation. And I was like, Oh yeah. Cause I, I was on the phone while I was typing it. So I didn't get my full thought. And then I was like, yeah, that was kind of passive aggressive. Cause I wanted to make sure that I understood what it was first. And I was like, yeah, that was kind of passive aggressive. And then I said, Hey, look, you're right. I'm sorry. I needed to know what I wanted before I communicated that to you. Yeah. And I did not communicate that properly. And I'm sorry. And then you were like, okay. And then it's not okay that you did this. And I said, I know. <laughs> I know. You're right. And I'm sorry. And then you were like, okay. Apology accepted. <laughs> but if you're not used to getting right. a valid, real, genuine apology where someone holds accountability and right. says, you're right. I did the wrong thing here. I'm sorry. Right. And then you were, you knew that it was a genuine apology yeah. then then you were like oh shit okay all right cool let's go right carry and on. that's really and i talked i said after i said you know neither one of us were really taught what healthy communication and apologies are yeah so we're learning but we're doing much better because maybe like 10 years ago or five years ago that would have been an argument we might not have talked for a few days yeah Right? For sure. Instead of just being like, all right, here, right. on to the next topic. Right. Because I had to look into myself and say, where was it that I could have messed up? And right. I said, oh, oh, well, yeah, here it is. Right there. And then right <laughs> here. Okay. Okay. And it wasn't anything about you. It was something about me. Once I saw what it was about me, and then I was like, yo, you're right. It has nothing to do with you. Right. I should have, if I would have known myself or knew where I was coming from, if I would have checked in with myself first it could have it wouldn't have even been a thing right i would have just said hey a b c d and you would have said okay we're good that's right no big deal but 
we had that apology yeah. and we moved forward. We did because that's how with apologies, no issues, genuine apologies yes. should work. And especially, you know, we have a, a, quite an invested relationship with each other. So that's just how we have to work with each yeah, other. Yeah, but I mean, that doesn't mean that we have to apologize. No. We could put it away, shove oh, it under into yeah. the closet and shut it and act like it didn't happen sure. and move forward. Right. And the fact that I even said it was even a step for me of growth because I, usually I wouldn't have not even like said anything about you it. Just just like, like, no worries. It's cool. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> right. Like not even call it out. Be like, oh, well, never mind. I'm not going to say anything. I'm just okay no problem it's like travis right. travis's girlfriends i used to call them yes girls <laughs> yes because they, were. they would just be like okay whatever he said like let's go jump in the river and they'd be like okay and i'm like no girl tell him no you could die yeah. like that like, like what is that called the ride or die or like the get in and don't ask questions about where you're riding i'm like no, no i need to know the directions yeah. i need to know what, what time, time are we leaving <laughs> When are we going to give you back? Are Look there going to be snacks? Look at all these boundaries. Look at all these boundaries. We yeah. need to be fed. We need our time. What uh, What other boundary was there? In, uh, Emotional, I, yeah, internal. Sure, right, touching. What yep. we, yeah, none of that. <laughs> We're not shaking hands, pal. We're fist bumping. <laughs> yeah, but no, apologies. So I think, you know, that's some place that we can explore further. And I want to ask the listeners, you know, what kind of uh, what kind of apologies do you do you accept apologies well do you not accept apologies well um what are your boundaries like do you feel like you have nice boundaries not too firm not too soft like let us know in the comments where you're at with and we're back we are okay so i am going to be discussing the emotional benefits of the apology so a person who has been harmed feels emotionally feels Emotional healing when he or she is acknowledged by the wrongdoer. When we receive an apology, we no longer perceive the wrongdoer as a personal threat. Apologies help us to move past our anger and prevents us from being stuck in the past. Apology opens the door to forgiveness by allowing us to have empathy for the wrongdoer. There are benefits to the receiver and the giver here. The debilitating effects of the remorse and shame we may feel when we've hurt another person can eat away at us until we become emotionally and physically ill. By apologizing and taking responsibility for our own actions, we help rid ourselves of esteem-robbing, self-reproach, and guilt. Apology has the power to humble even the most arrogant. When we develop the courage to admit we are wrong and work past our resistance to apologizing, we develop a deep sense of self-respect. So that's not even about the person who you're apologizing to. This is just what it's giving you. Right. So I'm wondering, like, if you're a person that never apologizes, then you, is that like the opposite of respect yourself? Like, I don't respect myself enough to apologize to someone else. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I can see how that would be a thing. I, I, there are obviously not aware of it. It's got to be right. an, um, like a, a subconscious kind of thing. So I'm just thinking about like, you know, especially I, I'm sure and you and I follow a lot of the same things about like gentle parenting. Mm -hmm. And we both know that a lot of your conditioning as an adult comes from being a child. Right. And I know that other older generations were never ones to be like let me go apologize to my oh kid. yeah that was never a thing so i wonder if some of that you know uh, in my adult life stems from how many apologies i never you know never was privy to 
And then that's why I can't accept apologies as an adult or have a difficult time. Let me rephrase that. I'm learning yeah. how to accept apologies yes. as an adult. I'm overcoming my inability mm. to accept apologies. Right. Because how you speak out yep. your mouth and how you speak in your head, it matters. Yes. So I am overcoming my, I'm, I'm allowing myself to receive apologies. Yes. Ooh, I like that. We went all the way there. <laughs> so um, I'm just saying like that's something to be mindful of if you are a parent or you are a caregiver of a, a young person, a young child, or someone who is in a developmental stage to maybe be more mindful of, you know, how you interact with them when it comes to giving a genuine and sincere apology because the effect is that later in life, there's someone who maybe lacks a boundary or doesn't have a lot of respect for themselves because they don't feel like they deserve an apology because they've been conditioned not right. be apologized to. And then so also like talking about apologies with kids, is it maybe that the adults didn't feel like the kids needed the apology because here's the hierarchy, here's the respect versus Right, I'm a grown up, you're little. Yeah. The Matilda. I'm big, you're small. You do I'm what smart, I say. You're do dumb. A, do as I say, not as I do. Right. Yeah. And I think And too, so it was just like and then the, our parents are coming from a generation where it was, you know, the children should, should be seen and not heard. Yeah, I was just about to say And that. so then, you know, no, no kid should get an apology. But I think that, that that is having, it's going through a major shift right now where, you know, we are learning that our, what we imprint onto them is what they will continue to do. So if we can come down and say, look, I had an outburst today. I was maxed out. I was, you know, I just got home from work and you started asking me 37 questions and I, I went off on right. you and I shouldn't have gone off on you and I'm sorry and I'll try to communicate better to you, you but know. But do you think that they saw that as like a form of weakness or that it wouldn't be respected through the children? Yeah, I think I think that that's layered in there. I think that they felt like the ruler. Like yes. I'm the king of the castle yeah. and I don't have to apologize to anybody. Right. Like you you did something wrong, so I cut I your I brought you off. into this world. I can take you out of that's, this world. That's definitely, oh, you crying? I'll give you something to cry about. Right. Just for having emotions. Like, it was never like, I'm sorry you feel like that. How can I help you to feel better? It was never that energy. It was always yeah. like, oh, it, it, this is not enough? Should I do more? And it was always not the nicer more. Right, because I feel like an apology is a, is a form of respect. It's, yes. You're respecting your children, and you're respecting yourself by saying, Hey, look, how I behaved is not okay. Right. And that doesn't make me a terrible human. No. It makes me a human. And I'm now saying, hey, listen, I'm sorry for how I, I acted. And this is going to then trickle into them and how they accept behavior. Yes. Because they're like, hey, listen, the people who love me the most, when they messed up, would say, hey, I'm sorry. That shows me true love yeah. that shows me respect yes. a mutual respect mm -hmm. and then i'm able to say as an adult if someone is behaving improperly and then they're not able to apologize i i have a clear boundary in saying that's not okay with me right i have a model of how this a model yes. should look and now looking at it in this way i'm like mm, that's not right and i wonder too you know a lot of times we talk about this often that i would get in trouble but like <clears throat> there were times when i would get in trouble and my family would be like are you ready to apologize? And I was always like, for what? Like, right. no. Because at the I same time. I didn't learn how to apologize because <laughs> nobody apologized to me. Right. And there has been, yeah. So and it was, it's, it's a lot of like sticking your heels in. And I mean, I remember having arguments with my sisters when I was younger. And there was no way in hell I was going to apologize 
or admit that I stole her shirt right. like she's accusing me of. No way. No freaking way. I hid that shit behind the dresser. <laughs> she found it when we moved. <laughs> but I had <laughs> never been taught how to, like, right. it's always like, oh, you hurt your sister. Go say you're sorry. No, oh, I'm, I'm sorry. I would, I would rather go in there and spit on her at night <laughs> than apologize to her. Right. <laughs> right. Because that's that's what that's was. What, yeah. That's was how modeled. we trained. That was yeah. the model behavior. And so I think as an as adults, as all of us adults, that is where there's a big um, kind of, you know, discrepancy and divide is like when you have these people who had model behavior growing up, they do have this in their wheelhouse or they've taught themselves. So this episode is quality for everybody because this tells you, hey, it, it can be developed. It's a skill that you can work on and hone and get really good at and both giving and receiving apologies. So I'm kind of interested to like now maybe research what, how respect and apologies like how, what's the interconnection there? Yeah, because I feel like for the parent-child dynamic, and I probably already have it in here because I feel like I've watched like videos about it, Mm -hmm. but I cannot pull it out because I feel like that is the hierarchy of the, I don't owe you an apology. Right. I don't owe... And it's, it, you kind of do. Oh, yeah. No, if you've wronged somebody. And this is what also helps us to not have good boundaries when we grow up as well. Right. Because there was no autonomy. No, you do what I said. with yeah. your or, or let's think about dinner time when we were children. Mm. You finish what's on your plate. It wasn't like eat yeah, until you're full. or you full. don't leave the table. Right. I mean, you could like spend all night or you have to eat it again for breakfast or whatever. That was the yeah. punishment. So then you lose that part of your physical autonomy because you're being some someone of authority is forcing you right. to consume more than your body wants to consume or something that your body. So like sensory issues are a thing. Yeah. And there are some things that I literally will not cotton balls. Eat. I can't touch cotton no. balls. There are certain foods that I cannot fathom putting in my mouth. Jello. Yeah, I mean, I'm not. Uh, yeah, that's yours. Yes. Yeah, it is. And there, I didn't realize how cringy in your body it could feel until my daughter explained. She's like, Mom, I cannot. I said, just try it. Try one bite. She said, Mom, my body is making this weird feeling, and I literally cannot even think about putting it in my mouth. I was like, that's it. Done deal. Yeah. No worries. These are all the red flags of like, no. But did we know how to explain that? No. no. I couldn't explain that. But it was I can't but- stand the 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 texture of a pea right you know? and then you think about like then so those needs are denied right so then so you're, then you're not deny. allowed you're not allowed to feel b- that way about cotton balls or they would do the the fear factor thing like put cotton balls yes. on you and be like you're gonna get Exposure over this today. therapy like, <laughs> this is the worst thing <laughs> right right <laughs> then you have lifelong yeah now yeah. it's a psychological aversion i'm yes. never messing with cotton balls ever again i'm never i hate jello i it is I when I'm in the hospital and it's the only thing I will consume. I will I will trick my mind into thinking it's it like something it's else. Yeah, just because I need to put something <laughs> in there. But man, I never go out of my way to get Jello anything. It just it gives me the heebie-jeebies, and that's just what it is. Right. And I remember one time I was really sick. I was staying at my grandmother's house and she um she made me drink. Uh, the only thing I could drink all day was grape Kool Aid because that's what they had. Hmm. I could have had water, but she right. was like, "No, you need sugar in there." <laughs> <laughs> so, so she put a big old uh like a five gallon bucket next to me so i could throw up right there she didn't want me to run across the house and like possibly throw up other purple places. everywhere 
So I sat all day sick as a dog next to this bucket that kept getting, you know, vomited in with purple Kool-Aid. And if you've ever thrown up any kind of Kool-Aid, it's not fun. And it's a bad sight. And so from that moment on, I'm like, I hate grape everything. Fake grape everything can just go away. So there's yeah, that's not my now I'm glad because my kids don't have that. So whenever I open a package of anything and there's grape anything in it, boom, automatically they're like, yeah, mom's going to give us the grape. Psychological aversion. So I wonder, too, if that same kind of concept can be imprinted on a kid when you don't apologize to them when you don't compliment them yeah when you your don't, need for that acknowledgement that you steamroll, how you behaved was when you not st- right steamroll their boundaries and because you think that they're small they don't deserve boundaries right yeah can of worms yeah no i mean i definitely know and i was the third child so right. i was just like let me just not get in the way of anything and then and i i see i saw that as i was growing up like um, whenever we would go somewhere and someone's like, oh, do you want a water? I'm like, no, 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 I'm good. I don't want you to go out of your way right. for any, to do anything I'm invisible. Yeah. And then yeah. I was like, why did I do that? I am kind of hungry. Right. Or I am kind of thirsty. But I don't want to inconvenience anyone. Like, there would be times where oh, I would, I, at the bus stop, okay, I am a peer. I go to the restroom a lot. <laughs> and I would always get there because I'm ADHD too, I have time uh, blindness. So mm-hmm. I'm either super, super early or I'm late. And so normally I'm at the bus stop super early because I'm anxiety about being be late. late. But then I was like, man, I got to go to the bathroom. And I was like, what am I going to do? There's a gym right across from the bus stop. And then there's a hotel right across from the bus stop. It took me a really long time to realize, self, just go into the hotel. It's okay to go use the bathroom, even if they ask you a question about, but that's how much I was like, I'm not going to inconvenience anybody anybody that I am willing to pee my pants, hurt my own self in order to not, not inconvenience someone else. Yeah. And it's like, no, if someone's offering to do something, sure. Yes, please. I would love that glass of water. Right. So you're learning how to accept apologies and I'm learning how to accept people doing things for me. Acts of service. Acts of service. Yes. Or are you doing things for yourself as well? Like, yeah, you deserve, like you deserve to go to the bathroom. <laughs> going to the bathroom. It's crazy. <laughs> it is crazy. But yeah, it is. It, I like that we're piecing it all together. Like, OK, wow, this is where this come from. Like, I, I remember this is why I feel like And this that's now. why everything is so interconnected. And I feel like it all goes down to self-awareness. Yeah. You're not going to fix any of these things until you're able to look in the mirror and really take inventory of what has gone on. Well, who, who am I now? Right. How did I get here? Right. Where did that come from? Yeah. Yeah. And you... You got to dig those, got to dig those holes. But how, how, how do you become self-aware in order to get to that point? So in self-reflection. So when you're doing that, okay. What what do you think triggers people to self-reflect? Well, let me take this inventory of myself. I think there's a a, a space in people, like an aha moment of like, well, it's probably usually after some sort of like upheaval in their Mm -hmm. life. I like to think. Yeah. A tower moment. A tower (laughs) moment. Something that happened in your life where you're like, whoa, everything I thought about this journey was a lie or it's not true. Or like, what did I contribute to this for this to end up like this? I suppose I was supposed to have the college degree, corporate job, white picket fence, wife, girl and a boy, child, a dog, a cat. And then all of that is not here. Like what, what am I 
What am I? So then you have to take this moment with yourself and be like, ah, uh, who, who am I? What am I? How did I get here? And then you reflect. And then now you're aware. This is why I'm like this. These are my patterns. And I think there are all these, especially now, the, the reason why we're, we get to do this. There are so many people yeah. seeking out this information. You got books and audibles and people you can follow on social media. And there's these TikToks. There's all of this information, information being that, available that may not have been available to our yes. our older generation that's right that's <laughs> right so now it is there so they can kind of dip into that that pot of of a wealth of knowledge you know before they had to go to like the britannica set <laughs> at the library that you can't take home you know right. or you were rich if you had a whole set at your house like that kind of yeah. stuff so now you have the, the wealth of this all this information so i think the more that people are being exposed to it the more they're like yeah man whatever you're on I want to be on that. And I've had people tell me that, like, what are you doing? Because whatever this is, I want some more of that. Okay, well, it's it gets real ugly yeah. before it gets real cute. And then it gets ugly again, and it gets cute again. I and it thought, gets I, thought I had hit the ugly. And then there was way more heavy, bad stuff to have to sift through. And then I was like, damn, this is hard. Yeah. Why did I start this? Is there any way to go back? And mm -hmm. there is none. There's not a rewind none. button on this part of the, the journey. No, and uh, that's when you get into those heavy, heavy, heavy moments, just sit down, sit down on the ground outside, ground yourself because you can't get no more downer than that. Connect yourself, <laughs> you know, get grounded. That's the first Magic episode in you. Yes, please let that let that vibrate all the way through. Give you all that magnetic energy and release. But yeah, no, I've, I've and I feel like I did have a tower moment. And after coming out of the dark, I evaluated that and I said, you know what? That sucked that that happened, but who I am now would have never happened if that wouldn't have happened. Right. And I wouldn't trade who I am now for anything. No. I think about that often. Like the fact that, you know, I could regret an experience. I could spend time doing that. But why? What, right. do, what does it serve me today? To I mean, and you can. I'm like, look, I wish I would have known better when I did it, but you know I don't. I, I didn't. know. Yeah. Now I'm here, but. The, you got to feel those feelings first before I, you can let I them go. I wrote an essay about it the other day. The me that is today would not be here if it wasn't for all the me's that were previously. So that girl had to learn all those things to show up today. And I can't be mad at her. She did it the way that she thought was yeah. right at the moment. Right. Now would I make those same choices? No. Sometimes I do. Sometimes I don't. Yeah. It's just whatever. I give myself grace. Like, mm, self. Mm. Right. You're like, oh, damn, the same we, lesson again. How do we okay. get back here? All right. Maybe Shit. I thought I learned. Okay. Next <laughs> level. Level three of learning the same lesson. <laughs> yes. Yes. But that's what it is. If I quit learning, then I may as well just cease being. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, what? Yeah. And it ain't all sunshine There's and rainbows. No, no. But I can find some sort of hope inside yes. of it. Yeah. All the time. Yeah, and I think that that's what helps keep us going yeah. is being able to look at, okay, that was really shitty, Uh huh. but what are the good things that came out of it? That's right. Okay, some really good things came out of it. Right. Now let's keep it pushing. Just like this podcast. Level. Yeah. Every time we do a show, we revisit some way that we're like, oh. We're still healing. <laughs> some oh. way that we're still healing. Yes, and that's, that's I think. One no, of I think it's great because we're actively things. learning and researching for you guys and it's also actively helping us too in ways that we may not have necessarily dug into it before because we're looking at it from different perspectives and we're talking about it together and we're talking about it with other people outside of just the podcast 
and it's really exciting to have support people talking about in a community not, yeah not necessarily the support but just to like ha- like you said people are asking me like what are you doing and i'm like yes i want to tell you right. because i ha- i feel so free and although there are heavy days there are way more like you know my dad said the other day katie you know i'm kind of worried about you. you you've been crying a lot and i'm like yeah i have i'm unpacking a lot of shit that i've yeah. carried for a long time i said but i'm also crying tears of gratitude yes more than i ever have in my i've never sat in my car and like wept to be grateful for the humans that i haven't like and it's such a a feeling that i don't think everyone truly taps into it's really profound it is it is and it really will make you freaking cry your eyes out and be like i'm so lucky for everything yes and then the next minute you'll be like man hulu like what i think i posted something like hulu is wrong for having (laughs) making me wait and a whole nother week to watch my next show right <laughs> but that's how the human psyche that's yeah. how we go what's next and we're in that we're still we're still kind of on the cusp of that microwave generation that's what i call it when like you put the food in the in the microwave and then one minute later boom it's done yeah so then all these people think that like everything happens like that yeah. quickly but it happens on your own yeah time. and the way that i would prepare that meal at home from scratch is kind of like my life I, there's no no way that i can make yeah. it happen in a minute i have to there's no shortcut no man there's you no s- shortcut to inner understanding there's no shortcuts you i just, wish there was yeah there isn't because it is hard it's worth it but it's hard yes and i mean obviously there's there's lots of stages especially if you in your world not everyone else is doing it huh, it can be very lonely it. very hard to move forward with the people in your life who aren't doing that same yeah stuff i can remember when i first told you that i was moving myself away from like religion like real religion and you were just kind of devastated at me you were like what how could you step away from this thing that you've believed in your whole life and i was like what? did i say it like that oh it, it was it was qu- quite a, a few conversations and um and i was like well i just i have to explore this because this feels good this doesn't feel like shame and guilt. This feels like freedom right. and healing and power. It doesn't feel like powerlessness where someone's telling me these rules. Right. These are things. And that then I, shaming you yeah, if you don't follow right. them. Yeah, exactly. you're going to go to the, the fiery pits of you know where if you don't do this, that, and the other. And I still move with those kind of um, guidelines. Like, I, you know, love. Yeah, is, there's still morals is, outside of religion. Absolutely. For sure. Love is the foundation. Sometimes. People outside of it have it more than the people within the church. (laughs) But I still I still believe that, you know, love is the foundation for everything that we're here for. And we are here to learn how to be the best lovers and receivers of love. That's our whole goal. And this is what we're doing. We're learning how to set boundaries connection because that's love. Just like you give children need rules. They need expectations. That's boundaries. That's love. I want to keep you safe. Because I love you. I apologize to you because I love you and respect you. Right. So this is how we receive love and give love. This is yeah. all of this from what we talked about today. Yeah. And we're teaching them how to put boundaries and keep themselves safe even when people around them aren't. Yeah. Yeah. We are. These. We. This is my boundaries <laughs> for my four-year-old. That's what she tells me. I don't know. I think it was some kind of hairdo or something. I and love she was it. like, Mom, this is... This is my boundaries. And I was like, okay, all right. 
I think, oh, maybe she wanted to wear, she wanted to wear a Santa, like a Christmas dress, sweater dress with stockings. It's like 80 degrees outside. Is she going to sweat? Yeah. So I said, you know what? You're right. Okay. <laughs> You'll learn your lesson. I took my oldest when she was about that age to a parade and she wanted to wear um, rain boots pantyhose like a pink dancing pantyhose Mm -hmm. and a tutu with a dancing like top and a rain jacket yeah and she looked like uh like ace ventura pet detective (laughs) and i was just like girl that's what you're wearing yeah that's what you picked yep that's what you're wearing and let me it was a hit yeah at the parade everybody was like it's their personality let them listen they can't exude it every way they want so in the ways they can i I want to pick my battles yes we're going to a parade This Have kind of your thing. style, baby girl, because guess what? I did, too. It might be the raining a little bit. The outfits that I used to wear. Your boots, your boots are fine. It might rain again. So right. your, <laughs> I mean, most of it was like, yeah, this is perfect. Yeah. But anybody else, it was kind of like this. But it was also kind of wacky. But yeah, yeah. Well, I pick my battles. And this getting you dressed for a parade is not the one I want to fight. Right. Do you, baby. Get your boundaries up. <laughs> count, count the boundaries. <laughs> all right, guys. That'll probably be all for us tonight. I want to yeah. thank... Again, Brightway Insurance in Harahan, Louisiana, for hosting us and um, giving us space and peace and energy. For all of your homeowners and auto needs, insurance needs. Yeah, all things insurance. All things insurance. Call the, Sh- the Schmidt Family Agency in Harahan. So thank you guys. We appreciate you listening. As usual, you can see that we're starting to, to name drop some people here. <laughs> so if you want to be a name drop person and advertise on our show, hit us up. And um, no one has sent us any gear yet, so we're not going to video until we have some gear to show, some swag <laughs> and swag. So uh, send us your swag, and we'll wear it, and we'll promote your business. And uh, we love y'all, and thank you for listening. Bye. Bye.